You're listening to the Yoga Teacher Resource Podcast. Knowledge, techniques, and inspiration for your teaching and your practice. I'm your host, Mado Hesselink. If you're a yoga teacher who loves learning, is passionate about spreading the benefits of yoga, and desires more resources to support your teaching, you're in the right place. Let's get started with today's episode. Do you ever get so fed up with social media that you want to completely step away from it? Or maybe you find it so compelling that you wonder what kind of effect it's having on your brain and your life. I admit, I kind of fall into both of these categories. And in December of 2021, I took a full month completely away from social media. In this episode, I'll share why I decided to take this break, what it was like, and what I learned. I also created a cheat sheet and guide for how I did it in case this episode inspires you to take your own break from social media. You can find the link to the cheat sheet in the show notes or go to teachingyoga.net slash social dash media dash break. My earliest inspiration for this idea actually comes from a time before social media even existed. Back around the turn of the century, meaning 2000 or 2001, I first learned about a process for cultivating creativity called The Artist's Way. It's based on a book by Julia Cameron. At the time, I was a theater major in college, and the book was recommended to me. I can't remember if it was a teacher or a fellow student, but several of us theater majors went through the process around the same time with some pretty remarkable results. I remember specifically one couple who basically transformed from being more into partying to being really dedicated creators who are to this day still working as actors and directors in New York City. Anyway. One of the exercises in the artist's way is called a media fast, meaning you're invited to spend one week without feeding your brain external entertainment. This includes newspapers, books, magazines, movies, radio, TV, etc. The idea is, I think, that by depriving your brain of easy entertainment, you make space for your brain to actually dig deeper into what's going on beneath the surface and access greater creativity. Since that first experience with the artist way, I've been through the process probably about a dozen times, including facilitating groups for several years where I added yoga and movement in addition to the more mental based exercises from the book. I did this because while the exercises in the artist way are pretty wonderful all on their own, I personally experience a huge benefit from preparing my container, my body with embodiment practices like yoga, walking, dancing, massage, etc. If you've done the artist way in the past and you got value from it and would consider facilitating groups as a yoga teacher, please feel free to steal the idea of combining these practices and this process with movement. It was a really successful project for me, and I would definitely do it again if I had the bandwidth. It doesn't match with what I'm currently focused on, but I highly recommend it if you feel inspired. I actually stopped facilitating artist way groups because of some really challenging life circumstances that happened to be going on right around the same time as social media became really present in my life. The two are completely not related, just coincidentally, that's around the same time I stopped facilitating these groups. So back when I was regularly doing media fasts, social media wasn't part of the conversation, 
But in retrospect, I can see how social media has basically accelerated the same patterns of feeding our brains these easy sort of less nutritious morsels of entertainment that the media fast was designed to address. So fast forward to 2021, and I was more and more exploring and recognizing the potential harm that social media was directly causing to my own mental health. One of my podcast guests, Tracy Stanley, described to me, I think during our interview or maybe before, the social media break she was taking, and I immediately thought of the media breaks from The Artist's Way. I think they might have even been called reading fasts, which is kind of ironic considering how little people read these days. But then the description would go into more detail saying, hey, this is not just about reading books or magazines. It's also listening to the radio, watching movies, etc." So when I heard Tracy talking about her social media breaks, they completely made sense to me right from the beginning. And once I realized that I wanted to do this, it still took me a few months to wrap my brain around exactly how I would do it and what structures I would put in place specifically to make sure that yoga teachers who reached out to me on social media during this break wouldn't get ignored. Part of my motivation for this experiment was that I last year was a really challenging year mental health wise. It was, I have always had some seasonal depression and depression has been kind of a companion for me for all of my life, or at least since adolescence. But last year I reached a crisis point where it was really starting to affect my ability to be in relationship with my family, to do my work. And so there came this time of reckoning where I was like, all right, I need to figure out what is going on here. And I need to maybe take some drastic steps to help myself shift into a place that is more balanced and more stable. So even though I think I would have done this anyway, because the idea just appeals to me and makes so much sense to me, let's just say I was very motivated at that particular moment in my life. I've always had somewhat of a mixed relationship with social media. Ever since I first started using it, I could see the potential for reaching people and connection. And I've been able to successfully use it to grow my own business in several different formats for over a decade. However, I'm also a really private person and I'm not a natural sharer. So I notice that when I scroll on social media, it's not super uncommon for me to come across something that's going to plummet my mood and my state of mind unexpectedly. So while I often will instinctively turn to social media for entertainment, what happens is that I sometimes get a very different effect than what I was expecting or hoping for, which is just sort of like this feel good, uh, occupy my brain experience. I also have noticed, I'm sure you have too, that it's easy to lose track of time scrolling through posts because of that, that wily algorithm that's designed to convince your brain 
that something really juicy or important or interesting is just beyond the next scroll. So I have easy access to social media on my phone. And when I use it as this kind of fill in the gap entertainment, then I sometimes would find myself getting sucked in and ignoring things that are much more present and real and important. And even the humans in my life that are super important to me because my attention is drawn into this little square and it's like I lose brain cells. So I find it equally compelling and disturbing at the same time. And because of that, because of that addicting, compelling nature of the algorithm, I decided that 30 days of abstinence would be more useful in helping me understand what my brain would be like without social media rather than the seven days that I used to do in the artist's way. So now I'll share with you what I did to prepare for my social media break and what I wish I'd done differently. If you're interested in that guide that goes along with this episode, you can follow the link in the show notes or go to teachingyoga.net slash social dash media dash break. During the fall of last year, 2021, I did a good deal of reading, research, and prep work and just thought about how I wanted to approach this. I talked about this break to as many people as I thought would care. I talked about it on this podcast. I talked about it with some of my clients. I talked about it with my assistant, Haley, and I talked about it with my family. I think that talking about it aloud with other people was important because it made it real and it made it a commitment. I also recruited some accountability partners to do it with me. The way that I did it is maybe different than how you would do it, but what I did was I invited the yoga teachers inside my membership, the Impact Club, to join me for this break if they wanted to, and about 15 or 20 of them signed up to participate. We commuted we communicated about it by meeting live on Zoom every Monday morning for the month of December. And then we had a follow-up session about a month after the break was over to reflect on the experience with a little bit of hindsight. I think that finding at least one person to do this with together is really useful for feeling connected and staying motivated and inspired to keep going. Since I use social media for my business, I really wanted to think through the best way to handle a break from that perspective to minimize the impact or the negative impact on my business. I have a Facebook group. I have a Facebook page. I have an Instagram account where I'm more active in the private messages, but I do post as well. And one thing I decided to do on Instagram was to just post a little bit about the podcast and I have an account with an app called Later that will post for me remotely. So a few posts went out, but they didn't require any direct interaction from me in that moment. And I also had a few people ask me to reshare posts or stories, and I was able to ask my assistant to do that for me. However, if I didn't have somebody that I felt comfortable giving access to my account, I would have also felt really comfortable just saying I couldn't do it and not posting anything at all for a month. Because the truth is that static posts like that pushed from an external app are not going to get a lot of views anyway. And I'll talk a bit later about 
how the break affected my reach on Instagram. But for now, I just wanted to be upfront with how I did use the help that I have and what I would have done if I didn't have that kind of help. I did delete the Instagram and Facebook apps off my phone, which was helpful for me because of the habitual nature of opening those apps up. It's like my finger will go to it in these moments of boredom or whatever, and my brain isn't even engaged in the decision-making. However, I did learn that when you delete the Instagram app off your phone, you lose all your draft reels. So if you're working on reels and you're using that feature and you have some in drafts, you might want to find a way to download them before you remove the app or don't remove the app and just move it to a place where you're not going to be able to easily find it. Another thing I did was I instructed my assistant Haley to take care of the Facebook group for me. However, I learned that I was not clear enough with her about how often and exactly what to do. So in January, when I logged in, there were about two weeks worth of posts that hadn't been approved. And when I saw this, I felt bad because the yoga teachers who had submitted those posts didn't get timely responses. However, I also recognized that it's not the end of the world. It's just a free Facebook group. And it was a good lesson for me in clarity and specificity when I'm getting help from somebody else to take over things I've been doing. So I do advise though, that if you have a Facebook group where other people are gonna be initiating posts besides just you, that you either recruit some of the more active members of that group or find somebody to approve posts and get really, really clear with them about how often this is going to happen. Like, is it going to be daily? Is it going to be every other day, twice a week? Don't make any assumptions about what it means to look after or take care of a group. The final decision that I made around social media and my business is that I decided that I would allow myself to use the Facebook business portal and Facebook marketplace because I was needing to buy a lot of secondhand things and Facebook marketplace is a great way to do that. The business portal is where all of the posts, messages, and comments for my business page and my Instagram account show up. What this means is that I can respond to messages and comments without seeing the newsfeed or anyone else's posts. So what I did is I blocked off some time each week to log into this area and respond to messages so that anyone who reached out to me via these social media channels got somewhat timely responses, meaning I didn't wait a month to respond to them. I responded within a week. And what I did for these two sections of Facebook that I wanted to keep using was I just created shortcuts to those areas of Facebook from my browser. So I wasn't checking these from my phone. I had to sit down at my computer and use a browser to go there directly so that I didn't see the newsfeed at all and didn't get potentially pulled in or sucked into that. The final decision I made in preparation was to use crossword puzzles as a substitute for 
occupying those little moments and for kind of soothing the transition between having access to this easy entertainment for my brain and completely cutting myself off from it. Behavioral science has shown that it's much easier to replace one habit with a different habit than it is to just quit a habit. Like think about quitting smoking and how many people end up chewing gum or doing something else as a substitution. So I decided to use crossword puzzles. You could also use something like Duolingo, learning a language or knitting or just something else that you can consciously turn to whenever the urge to check social media comes up. The first week of this social media break, I definitely noticed myself habitually turning to my phone and and having that moment of being like, oh yeah, I'm not doing that right now. And some discomfort around that. However, also by the end of the first week, I noticed the quality of my meditations improving significantly. I noticed that my brain was able to sustain focus more easily and for longer periods of time. I rediscovered my joy in reading books, and I found that I enjoyed also being more available to the humans in my life. By the end of the month, I felt a bit reluctant to go back to social media. And when I did check in on my social media accounts, and I found that some of those structures I thought I had in place didn't pan out the way that I had hoped, I felt even more conflicted. Like, okay, is it possible for me to step away, step back from social media without harming my business and potentially putting my livelihood in jeopardy? And I think that is a big fear that a lot of people who use social media for business will have when thinking about this type of a break. So I know I'm not alone there, but it's definitely uncomfortable. This is a type of exercise or project that's going to have you rub up against issues without a clean, clear, obvious answer. Each of us has this opportunity to find our own balance with social media, with media in general, and with that always changing balance between effort and receptivity, between always trying to do more and achieve more and choosing to focus on the things that make a bigger impact. So for me, choosing to do the social media break is less about having some specific outcome in mind and more about engaging in this inquiry in a way that is really wholehearted and allows me to keep saying yes to messy growth and no to perfectionism. What I'm saying is that I think the value of this kind of experiment is not separate from the mistakes and the discomfort. Instead, it's about engaging purposefully with discomfort and with fear so we don't run away from them. Because running away from discomfort is the quickest path away from integrity. So for anyone who feels an inner conflict with social media, it's important to find some way to engage with that inner conflict. Taking a break is one way to do it, but it's not the only way. 
For example, in May of 2020, I engaged with the conflict completely differently by doing a live video on social media every single day. That was kind of the other side of the same coin for me. And even though the expression of that engagement is completely opposite, for me, the results were similar. The results and the intention, it was about actively engaging in this inquiry instead of running away from it. Whatever way you choose to engage, my invitation to you is to follow your nudges of inner wisdom when they come in the form of discomfort, questioning, fear, curiosity, or however they show up for you. Because social media and many other parts of our culture are in some sense designed to distract us from our intuition and keep us thinking, feeling, and living on a more surface level. This is the heartbreaking paradox of living right now. As a species, we're safer and more comfortable than we have ever been. And yet instead of using that gift as a springboard for growth, more often we get stuck in the desire for more and more and more comfort without ever questioning or realizing that too much comfort is a problem. Too much comfort leads us to massive discomfort, disease, and stagnation. And the only way to counteract that is to consciously go out and choose positive discomfort in service of your own growth. So with that, let me talk about some of the effects that I noticed when it comes to my reach on social media. I did notice a pretty major drop-off in my reach on Instagram over the course of the month that I took the break. And it's taken me a while. It's been over three months now to build back from that drop. I do get clients through Instagram. So for me, it is not just a vanity metric. So knowing this, knowing that Instagram and my presence there does have some tangible, tangible concrete benefits, I found that stepping away and surrendering to letting go of some of those benefits was good practice in noticing my attachment to specific outcomes from social media. And what I'm working with is noticing the way that it allows me to connect with people without necessarily tying my self-esteem and even the hopes and goals for my business to those platforms because I know that they're constantly changing and they're not reliable. So even though I definitely don't want to say no to the gift of clients from social media, I also want to note that I'm focused on building a more sustainable system that doesn't cause me to feel reliant on it. Every time I do post on social media, I try to post with very few expectations or the thought that it's kind of an experiment and I'm curious. And I also tell myself if one yoga teacher sees this and it's helpful for them, let that be worth the time I spend on it, which means that I am always working to figure out how to spend less time on an individual social media post without sacrificing quality. So to be super clear, I absolutely believe that the drop in engagement and reach was totally worth it for me. And I'll probably take that into account when I choose the timing for my next break, 
because when I came back, it was like right before I was about to launch a program. And I think that was not a good fit. On a more personal note, when I started back to social media at first, I had a lot less desire and habits about checking social media for entertainment. And for really maybe one or two months, I was able to deliberately post and engage in a way that had more purpose and intention behind it without getting caught in the addictive cycle. Over the past three and a half months since my experiment ended though, I've noticed myself slipping back into old habits. So my intention moving forward is to take these breaks at least twice a year. I think that frequency will be helpful to support my awareness and consciousness around how I'm using social media as a tool while also balancing out the impact it has on my ability to reach people. In the future, I'd love to figure out how to either take even longer breaks or even more frequent breaks. I definitely get some FOMO when I think about that because primarily because of the connections I've made through social media. And in the group meetings that I had with my accountability partners inside the Impact Club, FOMO was actually a really big theme. We had a lot of concerns came come up around missing out on important life events and not being responsive to students or clients who reach out via social media. And what we talked about and agreed on is that having this fear is valid and it doesn't necessarily override the value of letting go of the need to know everything and take advantage of every single opportunity. I mean, that is a message from our culture that isn't necessarily useful or helpful. Like we don't have to be everything. We don't have to take advantage of every opportunity. We can like be normal people that sometimes succeed and sometimes mess up. And I think that a lot of FOMO is driven by some of the perfectionist and achievement-oriented messages of our culture. So again, engaging in a break from social media brings some of these patterns to the surface and allows us to engage with them and build awareness around them so that we can decide how much do we want to allow these patterns to influence us and how much do we want to be creating new patterns. My big takeaway from the social media break was the impact it had on my attention span, my mood, and the quality of my meditation. Because of that, I really want to continue taking regular breaks and I want to invite any of you who feel inspired to join me. I mentioned earlier, I created a downloadable guide for you in case you want all the ideas and insights from this episode in an easy to scan format. You can get that in the show notes of this episode or by going to teachingyoga.net slash social dash media dash break. The next break I take is going to be aligned with a new program I'm creating all about focus and flow, meaning how we can prepare and create circumstances to do our best work. This includes time management, organization, input management, and more. You can hear all about that when it's ready if you're on my email list, which you will be signed up for if you decide to download the guide I just mentioned. Okay, a quick recap of the lessons I learned from taking a one-month break from social media. 
Lesson number one, social media definitely impacts my ability to meditate. Two, you will lose all your draft reels if you delete Instagram from your phone. Three, you'll probably see a decline in your reach when you start posting again. And the improvements in mood and intention span are absolutely worth that loss of reach. At least they were for me. Four, doing this break, taking this kind of a break with friends, with accountability partners, helps so much for feeling connected and motivated. And finally, five, the benefits of taking a break do fade over time, so it's probably useful to do them regularly. Okay, I hope that this episode was helpful. I hope it inspired you, whether to take a break or even just to examine your relationship with social media. I'm always curious about how other people approach these kind of more messy inquiries. So if you have anything to say about your relationship with social media, you can email me at mado at teachingyoga.net. It sometimes takes a while, but I do respond to heartfelt and substantial messages. For me, the social media break was a yoga practice in and of itself, and also something that supported my other yoga practices. So my invitation for you today is consider what ingredients in your life support your practice and what ingredients hinder your practice. Maybe that inquiry will give you a nudge to give more attention to supportive elements and minimize some of the habits that might detract from your ability to practice yoga, self-care, presence, compassion, and whatever else nourishes you deeply. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for caring enough to teach yoga.